I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Let me tell you, there's a press conference to be hosted by Donald Trump just after 3 o'clock, uh, a coronavirus briefing. Uh, we'll certainly bring you the details to emerge from that uh, as it airs. And before that, though, we have a, a, a lot We have a lot to get through. We're going to talk here in a moment about the uh, plans put forth by the Davis School District. We're also going to be speaking to Utah County Commissioner Tanner Ainge. Uh, he has been m- making headlines, or at least his uh, comments have been included in, in countless stories over the past number of weeks, ranging from uh, that, uh, that get-together in the commission chambers of 100-some-odd people protesting masks, uh, gathering there together in very close quarters, uh, not wearing masks, most of them, and in the spirit of safety, that meeting was called off uh, moments after it began. Well, uh, Commissioner Ainge is up to something interesting. He uh, will be reporting to Fort Benning. Yeah, in May of this year, uh, he rose his right hand and... Uh, joined the Utah Army National Guard and has some training coming up, uh, and he has uh, worked out a scenario in which he will be able to uh, participate in his training while also continuing his duties as a member of the the Utah County Commission. So uh, we're going to get the details from Commissioner Ainge. How is he going to pull this off? What is the training he has to undertake? And, uh, and how he anticipates being able to uh, pay full attention to both uh, of those duties. That's coming up later on. Plus, I'm going to talk about a uh, uh, something I had the great privilege of participating in just last night. Uh, it's that Farmers Feeding Utah program. We've had representatives from uh, that organization on the air a number of times. We'll be speaking again uh, to Ron Gibson to talk about something real special that happened last night at the Utah State Fairgrounds. But uh, before we get to any of that, let me welcome uh, to my program here Dave Noriega. You know him. Uh, he does expert broadcasting each morning here on KSL News Radio. He also happens to be the parent uh, of a student within the Davis School District and has some pretty strong feelings about the details revealed by the district here today. Uh, Dave, sir, how you doing? Very good. Thanks, Lee. Uh, can I first say how wonderful it is to talk to you? You and I have been broadcasting remotely for so long. Uh, we don't get to cross paths and joke no. around as we used to uh, in the newsroom. So <laughs> this, this is very refreshing. Very much so, Lee. Uh, no, I appreciate it. It's been uh, a wild few months. But, uh, yeah, you and I haven't crossed a, a ton of paths. How, how are you holding up? Are you doing okay? Uh, do, do you, are, are there shortcomings of broadcasting from home that you've been able to overcome? Any advice you could throw my way? I wish I could. I think I'm dealing exactly with what you are. Uh, luckily, I do have a co-host, so if I go off air, Debbie just picks it up. If you go off air, <laughs> it's awkward. It gets, it gets real awkward. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, anyway, I'll, we'll, we'll get there, and hopefully someday when we return to the new normal, uh, we'll be high-fiving and handshaking and shooting the breeze back in the newsroom. Absolutely. You are the parent of a Davis School District student, uh, and you have uh, the new marching orders. You know how things are going to look. Uh, what do you think about all this? Uh, not only do I have one, I have three. Whoa. Uh, I've got – and I have kids – all over. I've got high school, junior high, and elementary. So this affects me in a huge way. And I can tell you, the complete and total right turn the Davis School District has made, I mean, I'm out of my seat. I'm like pulling myself up off the floor trying to figure out what's going on because we went from complete and total return to normal, save some extra hand washing and mask wearing, to... 40% opening. My kids are going twice a week. That's it. Twice Mm. a week. And they're off like everybody else is on Fridays. So this is, this is more than just an inconvenience Lee. And this is where I, I, I think we're losing a lot of this discussion. What's going on with our kids? How are our kids going to learn? What's the quality of learning going to look like? Because I experienced this in the spring. I went through it, and I and at that time I had a senior in, so I had four kids in public schools, and I can tell you it was brutal. And listen, I love teachers. I love the work they put in. I love that the administrators were doing their best, but to say it was anything less than brutal is just not being honest. It was awful. Yeah. Is it uh... – would you be happy with an all-in or all-out scenario, or are you just upset that we are not all-in? Well, I, I've i always had the all-out option, right? right? I could always have kept my kids back. I could have done online schooling. I could have done homeschooling. I've got 50 options of keeping my kids home if I'm not comfortable sending them in. What I do not have is the option to send them to class. Mm-hmm. And... I think Bill Gates really said it best. He said, the benefits outweigh the costs. Getting kids to school, it outweighs the cost. And that's truly what we're we're trying to figure out. I live in Davis County. This is one of the largest school districts in the entire state. And we have a grand total of 3,000 cases, 2,800 cases in Davis County. To give you an idea, Salt Lake County has 18,000. There's six times as many cases in Salt Lake County as Davis County. We are not having the same experience as Salt Lake County is. Would you uh, would you consider moving to a different district? Maybe not moving your home, but uh, should there be a district within driving distance, say, uh, which allows your students, your three children, to be in the classroom each day, would you consider a move that drastic? No. And the reason I say no is uh, – we are in a good place. Uh, we, we are fortunate. I, I still have my job. Uh, we are not in a desperate time right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're in a good place. So I, I think there's other families that would need to move, would need to put their kids in those school districts. Um, but quite frankly, I, I just look at it, Lee, as how are we educating these kids? And we've talked to school districts and administrators and teachers. We've talked to everybody, and they're promising me that it's not going to be the same as the spring. But this is what I'm going to tell you. There's still going to be 
hours upon hours sitting in front of a computer trying to do online lessons. That is not going to change. Now, perhaps it'll be a little bit more streamlined and it's not going to be quite as clunky with some of the programs. But the long and the short of it is it's going to be three children in my house fighting for the computer, all trying to get on their Zoom meetings all at the same time, trying to finish online assignments. We can't watch two uh, movies on Netflix with our bandwidth, but we're going to be able to do three Zoom meetings all of a sudden. Yeah. And what about what about the families that don't have the computers or the Wi-Fi or the hotspots or that kind of infrastructure? Davis County, Davis School District has just taken tens of thousands of families four weeks before it starts and three weeks perhaps and just thrown it in the air and, and yelled to parents, all right, good luck, folks. Did you, did you, as a parent, did you have opportunity to weigh in? Were, were, you, were you in, and you know, accepting your you know, unique position as a broadcaster and such, but as strictly as a parent, were there emails that came in? Were there surveys you were able to fill out? No, uh, no, not that, not that I saw. Uh, I haven't seen any surveys, not that I'm aware of. Again, I, I'm in kind of this weird position uh, where we're able to talk to, uh, right. you know, s- school board members, so... Uh, I, maybe I'm not quite in the loop, but not that I know of. Not that I know of uh, mm. where we asked uh, through surveys. And I know teachers were not asked about their willingness to return. Uh, that was not something Davis School District has, has surveyed their teachers on, which I think is a crucial role. 100%. I, as the this conversation has marched on over the past few weeks, I am repeatedly reminded of the very unique uh, attitudes and opinions held by teachers. And I, we have reached out to the teachers union representing Davis School District teachers. Uh, we'll see what they come back with. Of course, UEA, uh, you know, statewide has made it known that uh, their desire is to see a, a, a halting of the return to the classroom until uh, numbers come back to a more comfortable position and, uh, and measures uh, are conf- confidently uh, put in place. Now, the specifics, where would they like to see the numbers? Uh, that's absent from the UEA's uh, statement, but uh, there is a much to A small little influx. detail, right? I mean, that, small, that's, small that's, detail. That's pretty important. <laughs> I need to know. I mean, we, we are seeing a trend. Yeah. go down. The governor said we have to have it under 500 by August 1st. It seems like we're doing a great job. And here, here's my final little thought. I know we're up against it, Lee, but here's my final little thought. The Utah High School Af- uh, Activities Association just came out and said we just met fall sports is moving forward. Fall sports. Football is fine, but I can only send my kid to school twice a week? Yeah. Figure that out. Yeah, there's no figuring it. There's no figuring it. Uh, but hopefully it will get figured, and hopefully that even under unfortunate circumstances, everyone can make it all work. Uh, that's my hope, so that soon enough we can return to some semblance of normalcy. Dave Noriega, thank you for your time. All right, we'll hear you again tomorrow. You bet. Thanks. All right, quick break. When we return, we'll speak to Utah County Commissioner Tanner Ainge, who is reporting for military duty at Fort Benning in the upcoming weeks. What will that do to his responsibilities as a member of the Board of Commissioners? We'll find out from the Commissioner himself next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.